Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. The present truth, the preceding word of God, which by every believer will live thereby. What is it? What season are we in? And how dramatic a change is it? Is it church as usual? Is it Pentecostal and you're saved? We're going to find that Jesus stated in the Constitution of the Kingdom of Heaven, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, that not only say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Those who are born again and know that Jesus is the Lord, they are believers. But as it states in the Word of God, that Jesus stated in Matthew 7, not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. The question is why? Because they did not do the will of God, even though they were used in the miracles, used in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. They professed that to Jesus. He said, Lord, we have cast out devils. And in thy name, we've done many wonderful works. And in thy name, we prophesied. Cast out devils, many wonderful works. And prophesied in thy name. Jesus didn't refute that. But he said, nevertheless, I never knew you. Depart from me, you the work of iniquity. There's your key. They did not do the will of God. Now, how radical a change is it from this old wine in the Pentecostal Acts 2 church age coming into the last day, embryonic church coming to a full-grown church? How big of a change is it? Is it a radical change, a moderate change? Well, the Word of God says it's a radical change. So radical a change that they're going to call good evil and evil good. And that is the so-called Christians of the day, just as it was in the days of Jesus. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they came against Jesus. They said, you bear witness yourself. There, you bear record of yourself. That you say that you are a man that maketh thyself God. For this reason, we stone you. And they tried to kill him. <clears throat> Jesus stated the same will happen to us in the last days, the last great reign of his strength, that Jesus warned us, said, I forewarned you that you should not be offended, for the time will come that they will cast you out of the synagogues for evil. Then he goes on and say, the time will come that whosoever kills you will think that he did God a service. This will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father nor me. Well, Jesus is the Father. That's what he states. You've seen me, you've seen the Father. <clears throat> he is the Father revealed. Now, what's the radical change? What is the so great a radical change that the, the old wine there in the Pentecostal reign will not recognize this last great day move of God in the latter reign of the Holy Ghost? Why? Why is it so radical a change? Because Jesus stated <clears throat> that these things shall I do, shall you do also. Now, what he's talking about there is the redemption miracles that Jesus did. Jesus only did redemption miracles, showing that he is the resurrection and the life, the power of God, and he healed the sick, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, cast out devils, open blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame of walk, and the captive went free. 
Blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. But then he didn't stop there. He said, and greater works than these shall you do. <clears throat> now, many have hypothesized, what is that? What are greater works? Well, they say, well, maybe greater in number. No, greater works than these shall you do because Jesus only did redemption miracles showing he's the resurrection and the life. Jesus never did a judgment miracle and killed anybody. Yet we find that in the latter reign of the Holy Ghost and the body of Christ, that not only will we do the redemption miracles of Jesus, but we'll also do the judgment miracles of Moses. We see that in Revelation 11. Now, some will say, oh, well, we're already raptured out of here. Believing in a pre-tribulation rapture, buying the lie that they have somehow went to heaven for seven years. And during that time, that the nation, the national Israel has gone through great tribulation. <clears throat> Not realizing that it's the servants of God that are going through it. The ones called by his name that Jesus said, because they will hate that name that you were called thereby, that they will kill you, thinking that they did God a service because they have not known the Father nor me. This is what we have today in this former reign in Acts, the second chapter, which basically was an embryonic church that was a baby church growing and over the years, she is to grow up into Jesus, into all things and all truth, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. What we, during these 2,000 years, have been adding faith to faith from glory to glory, till we come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, unto a perfect man. <clears throat> now, we see in that last Last day reign of the Holy Ghost. That is for time, times, dividing of a time, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days in that latter reign of the Holy Ghost. Not national Israel. National Israel will be saved in one day, not in the church, but as a nation. That's what we see here in Isaiah 66. Soon as Zion travailed. She brought forth her children. We're not talking the church there. We're talking about the nation of Israel. Shall a nation be brought forth at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. But the church of the living God, the ecclesia, the body of Christ, these are the ones that will proclaim this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. That has certainly not happened yet. <clears throat> this gospel is not a gospel of a trinity. This gospel of the kingdom is the Holy One of Israel, Jesus, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God, that he is the blessed and only potentate, not three but one, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no other man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. That same Jesus whom you crucified, the man Christ Jesus, is that spirit now. He is that quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. The first Adam was made 
a living soul. The last Adam, Jesus Christ, was made a quickening spirit. We see it in Acts 2.36, that all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus whom you crucified, God hath made him both Lord and Christ. Now, why such a radical change? Because they're not only doing the redemption miracles of Jesus and healing the sick, changing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils on blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, lame walk and captive going free. Blessed he whomsoever is not offended to me. But also greater works than these are they doing. They're doing the judgment miracles of Moses and the kingdom miracles uh, and restoration of Elijah. We see that on the Mount of Transfiguration. And if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, and when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? What faith? The faith that he that killeth with a sword must die by the sword. He that leads into captivity will go into captivity. Now that's a higher degree of faith, even to the point that you will seed your testimony with your own blood. A true witness of Jesus, a true mortar. And these are the ones that will proclaim this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness in all nations in the power and fullness of the Holy Ghost. Why will it be such a radical change? In the book of Acts, we see, and we see the healings. We see miracles. We see a couple that died, Sapphire and Adonis. We see Simon the sorcerer. We see that some of the judgment miracles are there. Paul telling the man, you will not see for a season. And immediately, he went away blind. But in the last days, it won't be as the former rain. The former rain in the Holy Ghost, there in Acts, the second chapter, there had cloven tongues of fire appeared and sat on each one of them. Somebody said, that'd be wonderful if we could just go back to that. No, this is far, far greater. Far radical a change than that. Far higher, higher in glory than that. Somebody said, what do you mean? How can it be higher in glory? Well, because in the power of God that, that the Lord states very simply, at that time, the temple of God, which we are, that temple, will be measured, just as it was in Zechariah, the second chapter. A measuring line, measuring the temple of God, judgment laid to the line, righteousness to the plummet, for God to do his work, his strange work, bring to pass his act, his strange act. And when he has performed his whole work upon Mount Zion, then all these things will be finished. But during this time, in this last day work of the ministry, it will be the greatest move of God this world has ever seen. Just as Jesus stated, these works shall you do, you'll do those redemption miracles that I did. Everything that Jesus did, the body of Christ will do. But then he states a truth. Greater works than these shall you do, John 14, because I go to my Father. What greater works? Well, in uh, that Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew 17, we see that Jesus brings an inner three, Peter, James, and John, up to a mountain apart. 
Mountains in the Word of God, obviously, are kingdoms. And it's a mountain apart. And Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up to that mountain and is transfigured before them. And they see Moses and Elijah. Why? Why would they see Moses and Elijah? Somebody said, well, Moses is the law, Elijah for the prophets, and Jesus the chief cornerstone. Well, that's good. That's good. But we're talking about the last day move of the Holy Ghost because Jesus stated there in Matthew 17 that if you have grain of faith as of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, this mountain of transfiguration, remove thou from thence, move from there to this place, to this place. What place? The place of the last day work of God in this last season of God and the revelation of Jesus. Remove to yonder place, to this place that God is going to move in a great revelation of Jesus and in through the body of Christ as they will be instruments of vengeance and wrath upon the people. As we see in Psalm 149. I'll read to you. In Psalm 149. And somebody says, well, that is very radical. Oh, we don't have any idea how radical a change this is. When we see what God in this last day work is going to do, we will understand in Psalm 149 and reading, praise you the Lord, praise the Lord, sing a new song. That is the song of the Lamb. And his praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Watch what happens here. Talk about a radical change. David saw it. He's writing to us. Let them praise his name in the, da in the dance. Let them praise him with the timbrel and the harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. For he will beautify the meek with salvation. Notice the next verses. That the saints be joyful in glory. That is verse 5. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And what? A two-edged sword in their hand. That's the word of God. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Why? Why do they have the two-edged sword in their hand? To execute vengeance upon the heathen. Not upon the body of Christ, but on the heathen that are against God. And punishments upon the people. Punishing them. What? To bind their kings with chains and their nobles in fetters of iron. What? To execute. What are the saints doing? To execute upon them the judgment written, the judgment to the line, righteousness to the plummet, and Isaiah 28, and God's work is strange work, bringing to pass his act is strange act, how many know it? Somebody said, well, I know there's something there. You need to contact us. Maybe you want this in your church. Maybe you want this uh, revelation coming to you and your people. Maybe you'd like to have it in your town, your city, your nation. Then contact us. God's doing it right now, not in a corner. 
God is preparing his people right now and sealing those that will obey him unto righteousness, unto holiness, the servants of God in their forehead with the mind of Christ. Now he's doing it now. And what are they to do? These are the ones that's going to do the strange work of God for the work of the ministry. It's a strange work. Very few, very, very few understand it. Well, why? Because it is a strange work. Bring to pass his act, God's strange act. Don't mock at it. Don't make fun of it. Lest the bands of your heart be made strong. God will harden your heart over this. What? For judgment will God lay to the line and righteousness to the plummet. That's how he measures the temple of God. There was a line given there in Zechariah 2, there with a measuring line to measure the temple of God. We see that again in Revelation 11. John states it in the spirit of Elijah, the church of the living God. A reed like unto a rod was given unto me, saying, Rise. Measure the temple of God, the altar, and them that worship therein. But the court, which is that, leave out and measure it not, for it's given to the Gentiles. Why? Because the rod of God is not upon the head of the wicked. And what? And the holy city shall be trodden underfoot forty and two months, time, times and a half, three and a half years, a thousand two hundred three score days, the exact time of the latter reign of the Holy Ghost. Confirming Jesus, his Weak. He confirms his week in Daniel 9.27. Now, most take Daniel 9.27 to be a league made with Israel and a covenant that will be broken. Totally disagree. Because he will confirm the covenant with many from one week. What's the covenant? Jesus is the covenant. He is the covenant to the people. And we find that in the midst of the week, he will cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. That's exactly what Jesus did. He started his ministry at age 30, at 33 and a half. In the middle of that week, not a full week, seven years, but in the middle of that week, three and one half years, he was cut off, but not for himself. And he caused the sacrifice and oblation to cease. He fulfilled the law, ceremonial, the, the civil, and the moral law. On that, he took the ordinances of that law, nailing it to his cross, thereby breaking down the middle wall of partition, thereby making one new man, making peace. Jesus is that covenant. Now, for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, and that determined will be poured out upon the desert. Who is doing it? There's the question. Psalm 149 says, uh, What? to bind their kings with chains and nobles and fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, this honor have all the saints. Praise you the Lord. How many know that? Very few. How many preaching? None. Why? Because they believe in a pre-tribulation rapture and are missing the total work in the judgment of God laid to the land and righteousness to the plummet through the saints, the body of Christ, which they are called for to execute the judgment written and the vengeance upon the people and punishments upon the people, what we are called for in the body of Christ. Not through the weapons of our warfare being carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Through the armor of God. It will not be anything that we do in carnal weaponry. 
It'll be the fire of God. Notice that in the Pentecostal reign, that cloven tongues of fire appeared and set on each one of them. Set on them. What's the difference in the latter rain? Cloven tongues of fire won't just set on us in the latter rain. Who make this angel spirits? His ministers a flame of fire and the Holy One over you for a flame. He will turn you into fire. Far, far more glory than the embryonic church of Acts, the second chapter. Somebody said, I've never heard of such a thing. Well, you have now. And those that are led of the Spirit of God, that are counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which they also suffer, will literally take it by force. Somebody said, what do you mean? By faith. That book, that little book, that Bibliopridian, that we see in Revelation 10, is not just going to be handed to you and just what for no reason at all. You must crucify the flesh with the affections of the lust. You must do the will of God in obedience unto righteousness unto holiness. And then we, as a body of Christ, must take that little book out of the angel's hand. Nobody's going to give it to you. You've got to take it. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force. And the law and the prophets warned of John. Since that time, men press their way into it. Somebody said, oh, that sounds radical. It sounds almost warlike. Well, it is warfare in the spirit, not in the natural. We don't war against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of the darkness, and the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what we're that's what we're warring against. The good fight of faith. But it will manifest in the earthly realm, the physical realm. And those that hear the word of God and obey it will be the ones sealed in Revelation 7 in the apocalyptic sealing there of the servants of God in their forehead with the mind of Christ. The others will be tormented. It has surprised the hypocrites as Isaiah 28. They hadn't had any idea this was going to happen. It surprised them. Their pastor, their prophet, their Apostle, their bishop, didn't tell them about this. Well, whose fault is that? Search the scriptures in them. You think you have eternal life. These are they testify of me, Jesus said. In the volume of the book, it's written to me. Jesus said, I come to thy will of God for a body that has prepared me. That's exactly to many, bring many sons unto glory. The will of God from the foundation of the world has been to gather all things together in one in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1. But who will have an ear to hear what God will do in these last days? Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. He's doing it now. There, not only will you do the judgment miracles of Moses, but you will also do the restoration, carry that miracles, the restitution miracles, restoration miracles, of Elijah. John came in the spirit of Elijah and John the Baptist at the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. John, the revelator, will come in the spirit of Elijah in the last days, which is the body of Christ, as you see in John there, being that revelation given to him, signified him, he said, sent it by his angel under John. 
And John gives it to us. He said, uh, Revelation 4.1. That's not the rapture. He's giving us the articles of faith right there. In Revelation 4.1, John says, There was a door open in heaven to me and a voice of a trumpet talking with me. That's a trumpet voice of God in the, in the Feast of Trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus, showing him throne room revelation, not Pentecostal revelation, higher glory, much higher revelation in throne room revelation. And he said, come up hither, and I will show you things that will come to pass hereafter. And, and there, John was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He was in the throne room. He saw four and twenty seats and four and twenty elders, the priesthood. But before that throne, there was also four beasts. These are the four zoe, the four living creatures. They are not cherubim, are not angels. They are cherubim, are the living creatures, which are the redeemed of the Lord in Revelation 5. It says so. And they will be the ones in Revelation 6. That's preached the everlasting gospel saying, come and see. And they saw a white horse rider. And of course, the red horse rider, black and pale horse rider. There is the gospel being preached to all the world for witness to all nations. John takes that little book. That's the body of Christ in the last day work of the ministry in Revelation 10. Said, eat you all of it. It'll be sweet to your mouth as honey, but it'll be bitter to your belly. You have to take it. No man's going to give it to you. It's not going to be through some denominal uh, co congregation of a local church sitting back there in their quarterlies telling you, thus saith the Lord. With ice cream suppers, chili dinners, and uh, uh, chicken dinners and ice cream suppers. It's not going to happen that way. That's wonderful. Having nice social clubs, wonderful. That's not the word of God. This is a radical change that God is doing now. For those that have an ear to hear, it will be the greatest glory that anyone in this dispensation has ever entered into, including Peter, James, and John. He that's least in the kingdom of God will be greater than John the Baptist. And God having provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. There will be a generation to be counted for the seed, the seed of Christ in the fullness of the measure of the stature of Jesus. A perfect church without spot, without blemish. God is calling us for that now. Who has an ear to hear? There you see in Revelation 11. What exactly is judgment to the line, righteousness to the plummet? Psalm 149, the saints having this honor to render the judgment upon the people and punishments upon those that have not obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ. This honor have all the saints, this ones that are sanctified holy, both spirit, soul, and body. They're not newborn babies. They've been born again, but they're not newborn babies. They're, they have not just little children. They've grown to little children in the body of Christ. But these aren't little children. They've grown even more. They're not just young men that the word of God is strong in. They've overcome the wicked one. They have reached the full grown state of fathers. You see that in 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I write to you fathers because uh, you've known him that's from the beginning. I've written unto you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. 
Now, we're not talking baby pool here. We're talking the current truth, proceeding word of God to those that have an ear to hear and those that do. We have to prepare. Those there, we must get off and stir ourselves up. Be not settled on our leaves. Won't be unto them that are at ease in Zion. The trumpet clearing call of God is going out. Who will hear? Who will move and come into the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ? Who are those that will be sealed? Knowing that the time is now. Many have written to me and said, I know there's something new. The ones in Africa, India, Pakistan, uh, Philippines, New Zealand, we hear you. And uh, even, amazingly, in China, all over the globe, Germany, France, you are telling, telling us that you're downloading and what a word. But now we have to come together. We have to come together in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. You see, it's in this unity of the faith in one mind and one accord that brings it to pass because God will fitly frame it together and then compact it. That's sealing. According to what? According to the measure of each part, the measure of faith given to each individual member, fitly being framed together and compacted according to the will of God and the purpose of God to do the will of God in these last days uh, by whichever joint supplies that the edifying of itself and love through the supply of the Spirit. That is radical change because no one, even in the former reign, would see the magnitude of the judgments of God manifest in the earth. All God's ways are perfect. All God's ways are judgment. Who's going to execute the judgment? Psalm 149 says, you are. Jeremiah says, you are my battle axe. You are my instruments of judgment. We find that God said, I will make you a new sharp threshing instrument and you will go through and thresh the people. Not because we have some indignation against wickedness. No, it's because the word of God and the holiness of God is manifesting through the body of Christ to the measure of the stature of fullness of Christ and in God's holiness, revealing himself to the world. And all they have to do, anyone, is repent and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Be born again. And uh, the reaper will overtake the sower. They will grow up to the measure of the stature of Jesus and have for the saving of their souls. But the ones that will not hear, even though the judgments of God are there, they will repent not of their evil deeds of which they've ungodly committed. And all this, they will not repent. It's coming, and it's now. It's now for the ones that have uh, the Holy Ghost and hearing what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Because you are called for this judgment of the line, righteous of the plummet, that will literally measure the house, the temple of God, the church of the living God. There's a change coming as we see after the Zechariah 2, the measure of the temple. The next thing we see is Joshua. The ones that's called by the name of Jesus, Yeshua. They are before the Lord. Satan comes to hinder them. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. Is not, is this not a brand plucked out of the fire? 
That's the body of Christ. That's the cherubim of glory, the living creatures, the body of Christ, gone to the fullest measure of stature. Jesus plucked out of the fire and it has the appearance of a man, the man, Christ Jesus. Those are the ones right there that will have a change of raiment. Take off the filthy garments because we're doing a new thing. God's doing a new thing. We must be, have new wine, be put into new wineskins and we'll be preserved. But if we do not and say the old store is better, then by our own not willing to go into the present truth of the word of God, we'll judge ourselves unworthy. It's just that simple. We either go on to the preceding word of God by which every man lives thereby, or we count ourselves unworthy of eternal life. It's all or nothing with God. Take heed how you hear. The same measure meet with all shall be measured to you again. Him that hath shall have the more. But him that hath not will not hear this word. To him be taken away even that which he has. With God, it's all or nothing. There we're going to do this radical, radical change through the body of Christ with judgments of the line, righteousness to the plummet, righteousness to the plummet in the work of God, that strange work bringing to pass exactly a strange act. Now, exactly what is that? Well, it's a revelation of Jesus and the seals, trumpets, and vials. Now, we'll be breaking this down in the book of the Revelation, and we have to be very, very careful that we hit the mark there. Because if we add anything to the words of the book of this prophecy, the place of this book will be added to us. If we take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, our name will be taken out of the, the, of the city and, and blotted out of the book of life. Very, very uh, dealing with a powder keg here. It has to be right on. We have to hit the mark. And the Lord in the Holy Ghost will do it. And only through the Spirit of God can that be done. No man can go to some Bible seminary and through this reading of Greek, Hebrew, Latin and studying and doctrine of divinities and PhDs and theology won't get it. It has to be the leading of the Holy Ghost. The power of God and this demonstration, the power of God to the nations, a true witness. And that's what he's doing now to those that have an ear to hear. It has no bearing on how smart or intellect you are. How much money you have or you don't have. It has to do with obedience. Obedience unto righteousness, yielding the peaceable fruits of holiness without which no man will see the Lord. It is a radical change that we're coming in and we're in it now. So radical change that the Pentecostals will not be able to enter in. They must turn to see this son of man standing in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, the wheel in the middle of a wheel. The work of uh, that wheel. And it's the work of a cherub wheel. It's the work of the cherubim. It's the work of uh, those, those two olive trees and a cool two golden candlesticks. It's the church. And they, as we read here, they're going to work the judgment miracles of Moses. They're going to work the kingdom miracles and restoration miracles of Elijah. They're going to turn the water to blood as often as they will, just as Moses did. They will be able to earth, smite the earth of plagues as often as they will, just as Moses did. And in the days there that they prophesy, 
they will be able that it rains not in the days of their prophecy according to their word. We see here for the two olive trees and for every man. Any man will hurt them. Not like it was in Pentecost. If any man will hurt them, go to kill them, go to destroy them. The body of Christ, not just with cloven tongues of fire set on each one of them, not just having the Holy Ghost in the embryonic church in Acts 2, the fourth chapter, Acts 2, verse 4, but the ones that are turned into fire and the Holy One over them for a flame that are literally the ones that are called out that have crucified the flesh with the affections of the lust that are used of God in the sealing of the Holy Ghost in Revelation 7. Those are the ones that if any man will hurt them, they will not use a carnal weapon. They will not use a sword of a carnal weapon or an AK-47 or whatever assault rifle there. No. Nothing of that sort. They won't even think about it. They won't even own it. But for the fire of God, the Holy Ghost, the fire that proceedeth out of their mouth, the proceeding word of God, that fire that proceedeth out of their mouth will kill them. And in this matter, all that come against them will be killed. It's through as it was with Korah and Abiram. With Moses doing a new thing. God's doing a new thing now. And Moses stated, God will do a new thing and the earth will open up its mouth and swallow up Korah and their whole house. And it happened. God's doing a new thing now. A woman compassing a man. A woman compass a man. Revelation 12. It's happening now. God's sealing his people now. Don't miss out on this radical, radical new thing that God is doing. It's up to you. We're here for you. God's called us for it. On the 19th of January, 2019, I've only had four, four visitations from the Lord in my 47 years of ministry. And they've been very, very profound. And it all had to do with the last day work. But one of the most shocking ones I had of a visitation of our Lord Jesus Christ was on the 19th of January, 2019, after preaching a Messiah Tribal Church in Transamerica, Kenya, Africa. Lasted for two hours, saw different visions, but the bottom line, the Lord stated, seal my people by my word. Even as I sent my angel ascending from the east, Having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Unquote. That was the word of the Lord. Now, this is not for any of our righteousness or any of our holiness, but for his name's sake that God is doing this now in among the body of Christ. Somebody said, I've never heard of such a thing. Well, it's here. You want this in your church? You want this in your city? You want this in your nation? Call. Email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. We're here for you. We'll pop the rag, shine your shoes. We're here for you, servants to the body of Christ. But we must, we must move on this in the leading of the Holy Ghost. If we pull back, God will have no pleasure in us. He has no pleasure in those that draw back. We must follow the leading of the Holy Ghost 
in this present truth, and God is doing it now. We look, we look forward to hearing from you. Again, email me, sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. You can reach me at dennisbeard.org, sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, or jcic.tv. If that phone number's on the screen, you can call us anything. If you'd like to discuss the word, you have questions, let us know. We'll be glad to answer them. Whatever we can there as a service to you, the body of Christ. God's doing it now. The ministry is before all of us. Everyone has a calling in the body of Christ that we must do according to the will and purpose of God. If we do not do it, we will hear the frightful, frightful words of Jesus. Depart from me. I never knew you because you did not do the will of God. You might have known it, but you didn't do it. We want to hear, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thine to the joy of the Lord. That's what we want to hear. The only way we can do that is to do good. And by doing that, we will fulfill the purpose and will of God in each of our lives and be pleasing to our Lord and have access to the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew 5, 6, and 7, there we have access to that kingdom of heaven, the greatest message that Jesus ever preached. There we will have access to it. It's all up on us. The burden's on us. The burden's not on the Lord. The burden's on us. So therefore, the information's on the screen. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to work with you. And there, uh, we pray for each individual member in the body of Christ that God will perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.